from the creators who brought you RuPaul's Drag Race and Million Dollar Listing. This is World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wow Report. I'm Fenton Bailey, co-founder of World of Wonder. Thrilled to be back with oh. Jane. Yes, with Jane it's St. So James. We haven't seen you in so long. Your happy, smiling face. You look tan, relaxed, less rested. Tell me what's going on. Well, oh, not yet, not yet. <laughs> and sitting in for Tom Campbell this week, Blake Jacobs. Hi, I'm here. Hi. Well, okay. Yeah, we're counting down the top 10 things of the week that made us go, wow. We normally start at number 10. I don't normally start, but I'm going to because I'm just so excited about my vacation. Oh. So, Greece is the word, right? So number 10. Number 10. The Acropolis. So um, took the first family vacation in uh, sort of since pre-pandemic, really. So I'd never been to Greece. And so off we all went. And I have to tell you, it was amazing. Um, Started in Athens, where Ah! it's really hot. I mean, hot temperature-wise. In fact, we went up the Acropolis on July 3rd, which was uh, apparently the hottest day average temperature in the world on record. I remember it like it was yesterday. I think we will all remember this summer for being the the hottest on record. It is just, it it is absolutely, it is era defining heat is what it is it is i mean it, it, we shouldn't be laughing about it really it's oh, sort of, no. uh, um but it was funny to be there because the thing about the acropolis is um i think it means a city at the highest point that's what the acropolis is. and yeah it you start at the bottom and you climb up and it is a long climb oh ouch there is a people traffic jam on. There are literally, I think, before midday, something like eleven thousand people go up there. And there's one point where you're approaching the temple, and the steps are just—it's a mass of humanity. You cannot move. It's—it's it's almost. And the weird scary. thing about it is, if you think about it, I'm sorry. Just the the fact that for hundreds of years there has been a mass of humanity there going to see it has just been thousand years of people doing that visit that you're doing right making now. that pilgrimage yeah, yeah. right um, you always hear you always see those like facebook tiktok things where it's like look at this place in the floor at the bank where people have stood for 50 years you know and just imagine those steps they must yes, be exactly. by now. a thousand yeah. years yes it's a throng of tourists but it's still it is a breathtaking unbelievably impressive site they've been restoring it since 1975 and and there's no end in sight to that work but the thing i have to tell you about the acropolis being a spoiled white person is there is no shade there's like one tree (laughs) that everybody's huddling under and the guide who's obviously used to hot weather is telling us every detail about everything and people are just fainting and passing out and you know (laughs) it was just it really was uh an endurance test of sorts i mean very amazing and uh i'll I'll tell you something though that your pictures you you are a magnificent photographer benton there's a, a coffee table book in your future of just you fiddling around with your camera taking pictures of everything because the way you shoot it is is postcard it, it looks like postcards it, it's such a gift to give to your kids and elliot probably won't realize till he's like 30 or 40 what it what it was you know that he saw but and, so you're right i think you're right about that and i will say this and thank you for your kind words but it is more beautiful than the pictures you know yeah. it's one yeah. of those places where you kind of can't take a bad picture you know, yeah. <laughs> the light is just golden and amazing. And even when you're like literally melting in the heat, I mean, Athens is kind of like this modern city, kind of this dusty city. And um, that, you know, the usual thing about, you know, be careful of pickpockets, because I 
got my wallet stolen. Oh, no. Yes. That's a good one to get. Snapped out Mm -hmm. of my sealed bag. I know I'd just been to the ATM. I'd just gotten euros. I had some dollars. All my credit cards, my driver's license. Oh, no. And like, at one point, I was like, vacation's over. We've got to go home. (laughs) (laughs) But fortunately, Nolan had an ATM card that um, from his trip to Japan. So we were like living off that. And um, oh, the, that is a nightmare! That is a total nightmare. It was, and even as I was like dialing it, you know, canceling all the cards, charges were going ping, 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 ping. Yeah, you know, they oh, no. time in getting to work with the cards with the credit cards. So, that is a nightmare. And the other thing we did is the guide. I mean, it was a massively long tour, this Acropolis tour, and the final bit was you get down and you go to the museum. And Elliot had just had enough and was like. I wanted to eat something and we, we decided instead to go to the beach, which was really nice. So I bet. But the other thing is, um, a couple of days later they closed it because it was just too hot. And wow. the Red Cross were there and people were fainting and they were handing out thousands of bottles of water, which I guess is making more pollution of plastic and more global warming. Yeah, the whole thing is yeah. a disaster, an eco disaster, but Really glad to have seen it. So, did no one know to bring a little parasol? <laughs> I know we should have. We only had one hat between the three of us that we were passing around. Well, so, you know what? Like I said, though, I remember on family vacations, and I, re- and I remember when I went to um, like Provence and stuff in high school, and I saw it with my with my French class, and I saw like the Pont de Neuf and things like that. And stuff that I didn't appreciate at the time, but looking back on now, and when I see like Marie Antoinette's um, Versailles and things like that, and I was like, oh my God, I was there, I was there. You know, and I think that for Elliot, it will sort of, even even all the nightmarish things, the, from what I saw the, the later on, what you're going to tell us some more, some of the, of the islands and things like that, mm. it will be a magical vacation that, that he'll remember forever. I, I, I hope so. because you and, know, and, and Nolan, too. Nolan, too. I mean, I, it's going to be one of those ones of I mean, his teenage years. I would love to go see that. I've only seen, the oldest stuff I've seen is like in Washington, D.C. And that, exactly. Europe, well, Europe has some real history. Well, that is that is that Eddie Izzard joke where he says, you know, how in America, every like you said, Blake, everyone was like, this building has been here for fifty years. Yeah. Can you imagine fifty years? And America's like, and why is that iconic? <laughs> and even then, they have something that's like you know five thousand years old. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's crazy, isn't it? It was built in four thirty two BC. So what right. is that? That makes it. Uh, 2,455 years old. And essentially, you know, that's the Roman era right there. And there was the Greek civilization before all of that. So there was, there was a, you know, thousands of years before that, that you're standing at. Anyway, well, it was we do like, have to move on. I'm sorry. We have I to know it was, it was sort of poetic and a bit tragic to be standing there as this searing heat, you know, yeah. the end of civilization on the one, the Alpha and the Omega. We're at the beginning point of civilization and also kind of at the end point, the beginning of the end. Dear God, Fenton, that's a downer to end on. Well, let's move on then. Let's go on to number nine. Number nine. Talking about the epoch of a civilization, I want to talk about the Joyce of Han music video for Rush. I feel the rush addicted to your touch. Is it a padam padam? Well, you know, I think when we look back on the summer of, of 27, we're going to look back on the heat, oh, as you just mentioned. We're going to look back on the, the Barbie pink carpets. We're going to look back on Padam Padam. We're going to look back on the Trump indictments. And I think one of the era-defining songs of this summer, especially for it's, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a game-changer for Troy Sivan, who's never really had a hit. It is, this is... Um, the song uh, Rush, it's a dirty, sexy poppers anthem. It is sexy, sexy, sexy. It's unapologetically queer. It's um, it's sort of soaked 
in an after-party dissipation. It's like if Larry Clark and Harmony Corinne were doing music videos in 2023, it's sweaty, it's lewd. Who's um, that German photographer? Um, Helmut Newton. Um, yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, now i got to think of it. Because um, well, it was shot in Berlin, the video, right? It's shot in Berlin. It? Yeah. Well, you know, it's very... It's like I said, unapologetically queer. Slava Mogaton. Oh, it's very Slava. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, and there's been a lot of online discourse in which people have been saying, you know, that there's not a lot of diversity. Da, 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 da. Not a mm-hmm. not, not a lot of body types. Yeah, not it, it's all skinny white twinks. Blah blah blah. But you know, if you think about it, Troy Sivan's whole brand has always been skinny skinny white twink. And to expect anything other than skinny white twink when you're when you're doing a Troy Savan video, it's his aesthetic. That's that's the sort of that's his whole brand. That's that's who he is. And you know there is diversity out there. I was saying, you know, if you want diversity, you know, Sam Smith is out there. But y'all aren't ready for that conversation yet. You know that there is there is something else. But but Troy is what he is. And it's interesting because I wish Tom were here because I had said earlier in the summer that the idol was a disaster, you know, of, of, right. of Epic Me. But the only two people who were going to walk out of the idol were going to be Troy Savan, who was going to walk out unscathed, and Hari Neff. And Hari Neff is in the Barbie movie, and Troy has said this. And so I, I think that, you know, the weekend. And Lily Depp Rose are, are saying for a while. But I think that Troy Sivan, this is the trauma, summer of Troy. The summer of Troy. That's yeah. right. Oh my gosh. That I is, love yes, Helen Helen of Troy and Troy Sivan. We bookended it. Right. That, I, I, I thought the video was pretty arresting. And, um, but, but also, what did you think of his previous single? Wasn't it um, Bloom? Uh, all about anal sex? Yeah, yeah, well, that, that's what I'm saying. He has a brand. He knows. He knows his audience. He knows what he's doing. And a popper anthem is just what we needed at this moment. Now, you said, James, that we all had to watch this video, and I did my homework. And you were looking for, a, like, what was your expect? What did you think we were going to say? Well, I I just wanted you to to as I am gushing on and gu- gushing on and yeah. on about it. I wanted you to be able to have to an opinion, clutch my a... pearls, and say I'm outraged and disgusted. No, 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 no. I th- I thought you were going to see it for what it was it, mm. because it feels it just feels like like just a big gay like it's I I think it's gonna we're gonna be talking about it for a while. My favorite thing in the video is when two guys are holding those legs. Over some kind of keg thing, uh-huh. doing a keg it, stand, yeah. It's re- I thought that was really great, and then that middle eight where he looks like he's pukes up or something, and it everything goes in sort of slow motion, trippy, sort of like a K hole, I suppose. It, yes, and there's also the moment where he's um, there's the glory hole moment that's just that's shocking, where the camera goes through the glory hole. There's also um, when he picks up the boy who looks exactly like him <laughs> in the bathroom and they're standing there and he takes the lighter and he goes down his body. Oh, what's he doing now? Tell me about that. Well, people online have been talking about that and they're saying that it's either you're about to, to smoke some meth is what you're doing or he is really just sort of illuminating his body for Troy in the darkness of the of the bathroom. He's showing him the lines of his body with the... It reminded me of when the great Kat Marnell, who was on this season of Night Fever, still airing, new episodes oh, on Thursday. Kat yes. Marnell coming up. She said when in the episode when she was describing something that it was like Britney slay for you video all the time. Yes, yes. <laughs> and and you know exactly what she's talking about when you say that. And when you say you know choice of hand, I feel your rush, addicted to your touch. And that dance they do the dance where they drink the beer at the same time as they lock arms oh, yes. and, sort of, and goose step like doing a Nazi goose step. It's very weird. Yeah. Very Berlin, right? Very sort yes. of. Mm-hmm. 
All right, that's Troy Savan's Rush uh, out everywhere. Let's move on to number eight. Number eight. Well, I want to do a little um, this week in legal news. Oh, did, did you guys hear about um, Gigi Hadid? Yes. Wait, what? I saw that she was in the news. What happened? Well, TMZ is reporting that Gigi was arrested for marijuana possession after flying to the Cayman Islands on her private jet, on a private jet. And it wasn't, she didn't have the drugs actually on her. It was pot, first of all. And someone insinuated that the cops were trying to get a bribe because she was a rich girl flying in on a private jet. The cops have come and said that they definitely weren't doing that. And Gigi said, you know, try me through um, the courts because I'm not paying a bribe or whatever. The person, the reason that she is in trouble for it is because the person who had it, the jet was in her name. So everything on the jet becomes her, you know, liability. Um. Okay. Well, let me just say this about that, though. And you say, oh, it's just pot, blah, 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 blah. But here's the thing. When you think about Brittany Griner, and we just got her out of Russia and all of that stuff, if you, in 2023, are stupid enough to travel <laughs> with drugs, I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's a Xanax. I don't care if it's pot. If you think that you were so famous and so rich that you just don't have to deal with that kind of shit, and you're going to Russia with pot, like, I'm sorry, I, I think that if you travel with drugs and you get caught, you, you, you're going to... Well, I mean, but what if she... Up. What if she really didn't know about it and now she's got... I, I don't care. I don't care. Nobody in... Whoever it is in your group, you you have to have an understanding that, that that's... It's, you know, it's Turkish prison. What's the movie with the... Um, Broke Down Palace? No, no. Well, Broke Down Palace. Yeah, definitely. Midnight Express. Midnight Express. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to feel sorry for Brittany Griner and it's hard to feel sorry for, you know, Gigi Hadid when you're, I'm sorry. You're just, <laughs> I'm sorry. Very, I can't feel sorry. Sorry, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I can't feel sorry for you. I just don't do shit like that, you entitled little brat. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. And and I I'm stupid. I remember in the 80s I would travel, you know, I would go on club kid excursions and I would try and hide my little stash or whatever like that. But I was stupid and and I I know better now that I would never ever, you know. Well, I think, think it's one thing domestically and a completely different thing internationally yeah. too. Yeah. So. I think it's jet envy. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm just that I'm that I am like pissed off at Gigi Hadid, yeah. Gigi Hadid and I'm Schoidenfrada a little bit. Uh, is that it for legal news, Blake? That is all I've got today. Oh, okay, all right. But well, should we take a break? Let's. All right. Tonight, all new All Star winner will be crowned on RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars Eight. Uh, are you team? Jimbo or Team Candy? I it's think a, it's a nail biter. It really is. Mm -hmm. And I, I know who I want. I'm not going to say, of course. But um, uh, and it's just it, the, the Twitter, I can see the outrage mounting. I don't yeah, know who wins. <laughs> I think you, I know who you want. I know who you want. <laughs> um, that's on Paramount Plus in the US. And of course, Wow Presents Plus uh, outside of the US. Um, Excited to find out who wins. Wowpresentsplus.com to sign up. I go. have a doozy of a question. Mm, it's a yes or a no question this time. Oh, um, Gwyneth Paltrow recently addressed whether or not she, quote, licks ass, end quote, in a recent <laughs> Q&A. Do you think she said yes or do you think she said no? <laughs> oh, my gosh. We'll have the answer right after the break here on the Wow Report on Radio Andy. To World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Welcome back to the Wow Report. I'm Fenton here with James and Blake standing in for Tom. And yeah, Blake. <laughs> I asked a question. Mm -hmm. It's a simple yes or no question this week. 
um, this week, Gwyneth Paltrow was asked whether or not she, quote, licks ass, end quote, in a recent Q&A. Do you think she said yes, or do you think she said no? Well, I'm going to say that the woman who has a vagina-scented candle is going to say yes. I think she is, I think she's a, a dirty birdie, and she and her girlfriends will all get together and cackle about it afterwards. And, ah! You know, little, you know, rich girl, rich upper, you know, rich, rich girls being naughty, I think is her brand. Fenton, what do you think? I think she said yes and no. <laughs> well, she's elusive. She said, not generally, no. See? That's well, a yes and no answer. I was kind of surprised too, because I figured she, she's all goopy, you know. Yeah, I thought she would have. She, I thought she would have been very body positive about it. And yeah, that's interesting. I feel I should have a pun, but I don't. Um, should we just <laughs> go on with the countdown uh, of things that made us go wow this week? Number seven. Oh my gosh, it's me. Number seven. Number seven. Greece is the word part two. So went on this family vacation to Greece, and we went to Athens. Wallet stolen, everything. Blah blah blah. But then we went. Off to some islands. We went to Santorini. Oh. Uh, unbelievably beautiful. You oh. are like perched on this sort of rocky cliff face with, you know, little fishing village hundreds of feet below and oh. all the I houses are white. And it's, it's, it's like a fairy tale. It, it feels like, you know, that Star Trek episode, The Hollow Deck, where you go and you're in a sort of virtual reality <laughs> world. Yeah. Because it felt impossible. It just felt. Well, well I, I imagine it's like Mamma Mia. Is it, did you bring it, it like, into Mamma Mia? <laughs> it is just like Mamma Mia. I swear <laughs> to you. I swear to you. And um, so then we, then we got on the ferry and we went to Milos. And everywhere we went, was just more stunningly beautiful than the last place. And in Milos, we did the scene where we went out on a boat. And for some reason, we thought it was going to be, you know, 20 or 30 people on a boat. Um, and we were sort of dreading it a bit. And then this dinghy comes up at the dock. And and we think, oh, well, that must be the, um, what do they call it? The little boat that carries you to the big boat sort of thing. Uh-huh. And we get in. But no, that was our boat for the day. And we had... Uh-huh. Captain Mike, and he took us around like little islands locally. And I swear to you, we got went to this one bay. The water was so blue. It was it was just and there were these sort of rocks just right, these sort of dramatic rocks rising out of the water in this blue, 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 blue water. And um there were also caves that we went into. Oh yeah. And it was just the whole thing. And then we got completely sunburned because we still only had one hat between the three of us. And then the hat flew off as we were going along. Oh, you know. Well, I want to hear about Mykonos. Ah, oh, well, that was the last stop, Mykonos. WTF with Mykonos. It was like, all the islands are different and have their own character. I, I kind of like Milos because it felt the least sort of developed and the most uh-huh. sort of, not yeah. authentic, but just the, the, normal. Whereas Mykonos is like, I've never been to Ibiza, but Ibiza meets Vegas meets some sort of Euro yeah. disco trash. And yes, yes. it's filled with sort of crypto influencers and, very, and drug very dealers, supreme, I think. Very, very um, uh, nice, very, yes. It's very very yes. swish. And there's beach clubs and Escalades just pulling up, disgorging women in sort of sing, you know, little bikinis, and everybody's Instagramming themselves. Like one woman walked into this restaurant with the phone up like this, just walked in, didn't see <laughs> live streaming herself. And the last night we went to this restaurant, um, so it was kind of like a fancy place, it was Zuma, and it's on a cliff overlooking, you know, the sea. I mean, everywhere's got an amazing view. But this was so sort of everywhere you go on Mykonos, uh, that serious. Uh, this is serious. We're on serious. Yeah, serious chill is what everybody plays. It's like doom, doom, 
and it's sort of mellow disco EDM yes it hasn't changed since the 70s right and the whole thing is a seamless sort of mix and everybody's in that sort of bikinis taking their own Instagram pictures and of course when it's sunset that is primo time sunset is like sort of everybody rushes and at Zuma they have literally beds laid out against so you can watch the sunset and unless you're drinking there on those beds you're not like they the guards push you back like go back to your table you can't you they've paid it's like bottle service it's like some sort of vip club by day bottle service and it's the drug dealers with lots of women who are basically <laughs> hookers i mean you know classy hookers and they're all dancing i mean it was sort of. Is, I, I can see a white lotus being set there. At some oh, point. oh, god, yes, totally. Yes. It was douchey <laughs> to the max. Yeah, but kind of fascinating, you know. Um, really, really fascinating. And I, I'd love to go back and like go to more islands. And... Well, I was going to say Mykonos is one that you go to in your twenties with your friends. I mean, that's. That that is sort of I don't know that that's a family place that <laughs> is as much as sort of Milos and the other place. But yeah. once again, the pictures that you took of of the islands and Milos and, and all of that, it's you you have you have a beautiful family and they're beautiful pictures mm-hmm. and it's just it just I just my, my breath was taken away so many times. It's just it seems so magical. James, Even you have to go, the- you would love it. I mean, uh, it's, it's like. And you just drink Aperol spritz from dawn till dusk. <laughs> well, you know, Egypt and Egypt and Greece are my two bucket lists. That at some mm. point, I, you know, I I have to. I'm just, I, it's just, <gasps> I just, I have tears in my eyes because it just seems so magical. You're giving me goosebumps. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'll stop, like you know, doing that vacation porn thing. I promise. That's it for the vacation porn. James, let's go on to number six. Number six. T A T A double B double O, um, who is a legendary fixture on the New York City uh, drag scene from the eighties on. Um, Stephen Toshin is now a, a, a artist of some renown. I think if you're of a certain age and you're gay in New York, you remember the the uh, pyramid uh, pictures that he did. He is responsible for delight. The delight letters, I think he, you know, oh yeah, um, he's and all the pyramid he, flyers he did, right? Yeah, all the t-shirts of the the hairy-legged drag queens on the bars. Um, he has a very distinctive style, but he's moved on and it's evolved, it's changed, it's really turned into something very spectacular. I sent some pictures of to, to gorgeous. Yeah, it's sort of Hockney-esque. He, he's, he's changed from New York City to uh, he did a bunch of L.A. pictures that are just seeps in greens and blues and yellows and reds and the sunsets and the palm trees and the skies and the, the green. It's just, it's unbelievable. And they're huge. They're massively big pictures. Um, uh, the pictures that I sent, it looks like I'm actually standing in front of the Randy's Donuts, or I'm standing yeah. I, like in front of palm trees or whatever. And I happen to be wearing a, a little Maison Comment uh, green jacket with uh, a Chanel-esque jacket with a uh, vintage, uh, I don't know if you could really see, but it was a vintage Kenny Daylane brooch and a, sort of a sky blue uh, silk jacket and the green shoes and everything and I looked like the paintings it was just you absolutely... looked gorgeous it was a match and you had those gorgeous bug-eyed sunglasses those on those are the too. Tiger Morris glasses Tiger okay. Morris was a Warhol superstar and I got the glasses from an auction after oh. the, the 60s and they are these huge huge glasses they cost more than a car I should <laughs> never explain it I should never say that but they're my favorite glasses in the world but anyway and so, needless to say, Stephen Tosh Taboo is booked for season four. Oh, good. Of- well done. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And, and Anne Magnuson as well. So I think I managed to do uh, some... <laughs> and um, the, the, the This event- is for Night Fever, people, which for is Night currently Fever, airing. Yeah. yeah. And Stephen couldn't have been more gracious. So wonderful. He saw me 
and um, immediately took me by the hand, introduced me to, you know, this is the LA Times, this is, you know, LA Magazine, this is so, and he took me in the little VIP room where there were some extra special pictures that nobody, the regular people couldn't see, and Ooh. it was, and, you know, and he just sort of twirled me around, and it was really special and magical, and I, I've known Taboo forever and ever and ever, but he is really a gracious, warm, is, talented, perfect yeah. gentleman now. And this is a base question to us, but what are the pictures sell for? I don't know. I didn't oh, ask. They're that expensive. I probably like well, you know, And I think, you know, because he did that. Um, uh, Price did, upon request. Right. If, if you have to ask, you can't afford, uh, darling. Right. It's basically it. Um, but, you know, he did a, a collaboration with uh, Mark Jacobs a few years ago. He did a collaboration with Dior a few years ago. So his price, his stock has been going up, 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 up. And you know, I, in the basement of World of Wonder, there is a six foot tall portrait of Rue. That oh, taboo I, heard, did. I know exactly the one you're talking about. Yes. All right. Well, that, that uh, Stephen's uh, Stephen Tashin's art show is at what gallery, Blake? It's, it's the Karma Gallery. I'm sorry, the Karma yeah. Gallery in WeHo. Until September 9th. Good. Can't wait to see it. All right. Number five, Blake. Number five. Big celebrity news. Um, I was going to talk about her when you were talking about Mykonos because my friend goes every year and he went to her beach club, which was there. Talking about Lindsay Lohan. Oh, she just gave birth to a baby boy and they named oh, him. No. <laughs> I know. What did they name him? They named him Luai. L-U-A-I. It's an Arab uh, an Arabic name that means shield or protection. <laughs> and you know, of course, everyone is, as they always say, over the moon. So wow. I I I wish her all the best. I hope this is a whole I hope this is a great chapter in her many storied lives. I uh, I have a feeling in 20 years we are going to be seeing a lot of there's a Luai Lohan. <laughs> <laughs> he is going to be he is going to be the Apple Paltrow of his generation. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all I've got for um the celebrity baby news this week, but I do have a really good question. That's yeah. What city just set the world record for the longest drag artist stage show? It was 48 hours, 11 minutes, and 30 seconds. Amazing, uh, yes. I think I know. Uh, we'll have the answer right after the break, but I just want to tell you before we go to the break that RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under Season 3. three. Season 3. Premieres next Friday. That's July 28th. You know, All Stars has just wrapped, so it's time for Down Under. Um, of course, you can watch that on Wow Presents Plus, excluding uh, Canada, the UK, and Australia. Um, and it's on Stan in Australia and TVNZ in New Zealand. So um, there's a trailer on the Wow Report. And of course, as always, sign up for Wow Presents Plus at wowpresentsplus.com. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report things that make us go wow. Welcome back to the Wow Report. Fenton here with James and Blake. We've been counting down the top 10 things of the week that made us go wow. And finally, Blake has asked a question that I think I might know the answer to. What city just set the world record for the longest drag artist stage show? It was 48 hours, 11 minutes, and 30 seconds. Uh, Fenton, go ahead. Portland. Yes, that's correct, and you can read all about it on the Wow Report. Have you, know, you seen the the Taylor Mac film? Oh, I, you I know, I was going to watch it this weekend. I was going to, we were, gonna, I was going to talk about it next week. Yeah, should we talk about it next week? I'll, I'll watch it this weekend. Perfect, because he, Taylor Mac is a, a, a drag artist. That's right, and <laughs> does this twenty four hour show that. Um, Oh, Friedman and Epstein, you know, who won the Celluloid Closet Oscar, the Oscar for the Celluloid Closet, have made into a documentary. And it's on Max, I think. Yes, it is. Well, I do, I do just want to say, going back to the, the Portland event, um, uh, 
it was at it was in, I think in honor of Darcel, wasn't it? Who was the the world's oldest performing drag queen? I believe so. Drag. I believe it was uh, at her at an event at, named you know, after Dar- her. Darcel was a drag queen who was in, in her what ninety, I think, when she died. Ninety two, I believe. Ninety two, and she performed at, at her club that she got in the nineteen sixties at that place. Darcel, uh, I can't remember the name of it, um, but she performed there. For 50 years, every Tuesday night, and she passed away recently, and so it was in honor of her, and I think the money went to charity or whatever as well. But I've been to Darso, and she's very funny because I went, I did a daily freak show when I was in Portland, uh-huh. and I went to go see her. And I ran up to her and I was like, Darcel, it's James A. James. This is Daily Freak Show. Da, da, da. And I was like, threw the microphone in her face. And she was like, hold on a second, honey. Hold on. Back up. Back up. You're, you're, you're getting in my face a little bit, honey. I don't know you. I don't know who you are. And she like sort of put me in my place because I was a little too much for her. My energy was a little off-putting to her. But it, I, I, if you get a chance to go back and, and check out in the in the two thousands, I went to go see Darcel in, in Portland. Oh, that's my fantastic story. All right, we're counting down the top ten things that made us go wow. We've reached number four, James. Number four, uh, the King of Never Was is a three part docu series on Netflix that I just discovered, and it's an Italian documentary. That it, I, I think you might be sort of fascinated in it tells about the exiled king, uh, uh, the exiled king to be, I guess, the, the um, uh, king in waiting, Vittorio Emmanuel from the House of Savoy. Okay, and in the 1940s, when he was a child, he was the heir apparent to the king of Italy. But during Mussolini's rise to power, the Italian royal family was exiled from Italy, and so he never got to take the throne. Okay, as a child, he was told he was going to be king. It's sort of one of those, you know, uh, he was a the golden, beautiful blonde boy, and he was from the, the House of Savoy, the fabled House of Savoy that goes back centuries, you know. And he uh, is sort of an entitled brat, I guess, <laughs> is what you could say. And he's an old man now, and he's interviewed throughout. And the story is that when the family was exiled, they got an island, the, the island of Cavillo. And um, in the 1970s, he's, he sort of presides over this island, this paradise island with his family. And one night a group of aristocrats shows up on boats, three different boats of, of, of titled aristocrat teenagers, hedonistic teenagers in the 1970s, rich, 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 rich. Okay. And they sort of, they they're partying on the beach. They're running around naked. They're being just titled, you know, heirs and heiresses brats. And they, they're making fun of the king. They go to a restaurant. And they're like, hello, your honor. Hello. Your, oh, your highness, your highness. Oh, may we bow to you. And he's getting madder and madder and madder at this group of just brats that are on the island. And during the nighttime, when they're all asleep on the boats, there's three boats of these titled brats that have been partying all night. And one of the drunken uh, kid, teenagers takes the king's buoy, a little tiny boat, from the king's yacht and drives it out to their boats. Okay. And he's sleeping on it. Well, the king is furious. King Vittorio Emmanuel. He's absolutely furious. And he goes, he gets his boat, he gets his shotgun and he goes and he says, God damn kids. Don't you take my fucking dinghy. He's screaming and shouting and swearing in Greek. I mean, in Italian and the, and he shoots and he kills one of the kids. No. And the, 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 the the kid was just this beautiful, beautiful boy who wasn't supposed to be on the trip in the first place. His sister went on to become a supermodel in, in the 80s. And what happens is they arrest Vittorio Emanuel. They put him in prison, but just for a month. And then he gets out. And you know what happens next. Evidence starts disappearing. Uh, you know, the king gets off scot-free in this boy who is dead and it becomes the story of privilege getting away with murder and uh 
and he did it. You know he did it, or did he do it? Because then there's another gun that's introduced. It's this whole mystery that sprouts up. But you sort of, and he's telling the story from his point of view as an old man. And then you have Brigitte, who is the sister of the boy who was killed, who was a supermodel. And the funny thing is, you know, I don't know if you saw the House of Gucci with, with uh, you know, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga, yes. Yeah. But these leathery old Italian <laughs> aristocrats, they they are so anti-everything American. They have these, you know, leathery skins. They're all missing teeth. They have these horrible dye jobs. I'll put up some pictures of them. And they're just wearing a million dollars in jewels with, like, a, a white T-shirt. And they're leathery. And they just, they're coarse. <laughs> and they're just disgust. But... It, you know everything that America, like Real Housewives, they are against. So there's no fillers, no Botox, no. They are just they aristocrats in Europe age naturally. <laughs> a very and they're proud of it, and they are just these ugly old rich people that are just is it's just fascinating to watch them because <laughs> it's not what America defines as as money glamour you know they are gritty but just you know you look at them and you say that is just that is money right there oh, they're so oh. ugly they're so ugly they can afford to be that ugly <laughs> so you watch the whole thing yeah it's and you recommend it oh it's really interesting yes the king who never was uh streaming on netflix number three number three uh, actually i do have one more vacation story number three um so coming back from Greece, we were supposed to connect in London and fly on to LA. You know, this is the summer oh, of flight mads. Oh, we are sat on the plane in London. They don't have a bus to take us off the plane. And so we missed the connection. Anyway, oh, no. it was a blessing in disguise because we went, we had a, an extra night vacation night in London, went into town. And the next day, Billy found this place, the Ice Cream Project. Now, I don't know if you remember, but I talked about this a year ago on the WOW Report because there's this Anya Heinmarch is this fashion designer. Oh, yeah. And she launched this ice cream store where she took, like, soy sauce or chutney or tomato. (laughs) I'm throwing up already. (laughs) And made them as ice creams. And it's a sort of, it's become this viral pop-up smash hit success. Everybody's flocking to try chutney ice cream. No, Branston pickle ice cream. Pickle ice cream. I'm just, I literally, there's bile rising in my throat. And James, say the word. It tastes like frozen vomit. It really oh, is. Oh, God. But on the other hand, the hot buttered crumpets ice cream was, <laughs> was delish. And I was so excited to go because last year when I went, They'd sold out of everything, so the store had closed, so I never got inside the door. Um, yeah, and this there's, year, there's soy sauce ice cream, there's ketchup ice cream, there's all, but but it's like, I don't even know what a crumpet is, but it just makes me laugh so much. Tell me about the crumpet taste. Well, it's buttery and it has bits of crumpet in it, so it's a little bit chewy. What is a crumpet? <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, you know what a crumpet is hot butter crumpets, it's, it's like a muffin. But it's not. It's made more of suet, and you to- you split it. What is even it. soup? What is what is this? Suet is so, fat. It's so British. It's so <laughs> Alice in Wonderland. So suet so is fat. You cut it in half, toast it, and then you put butter on it, and it melts. And then you put marmite or something on it. So oh just- my god, that is disgusting. Unfortunately, <laughs> it was raining in London that day. And so there weren't these impossibly long lines. So we got to try all the different ice creams and Anya Heinmarch is famous because she invented the bag that said, I am not a plastic bag. Yeah. Which is attributed with saving the world from plastic bags. And then she pivoted and created, I am a plastic bag. And then she did the ice cream project. So, um, and she, she also sells bags as well as I said, so bags and hang on. Yeah. So we went across the road and bought a bag. Because I just bought a bag myself, and we were talking about um, earlier. I got a uh, a Jean Michel Basquiat uh, bag, 
right here. I don't see. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's really nice um, from the Broad. So it's art. And so we're tying it all up in a bow again. It's all about the bags and the ice cream. That's the ice cream project. And that's at the Anya Heinmark store until maybe like runs through July into August until basically they sell everything out. That's, you know, how long it lasts. So if you're in London, go to that. Um, Number two. Number two. Peaky Blinders, you know, I'm getting ready for the big Oppenheimer premiere, which is this weekend. Um, and to, to do that, I think I need to get in sort of a Killian Murphy frame of, of thinking here. And it's, it is Killian Murphy, not Cillian Murphy, as we've been saying for 20 years. You're Cillian. Like, yeah, exactly. Since 28 days, days later, I've been saying Cillian Murphy, and it's not. Um, uh, I have never seen Peaky Blinders before. I never watched it. And I've got to say, I was absolutely gobsmacked by it. I knew that it was going to be a prestige show when I watched it. I knew it was going to be, you know, people have been gushing about it for almost 10 years now. But I've just got to say, you know, it's about an Irish mob in the 1930s, uh, 20s, 30s. I can't remember where it, when it was. When I say hair, hair, when I say all of a sudden I understand why every man in the entire world went to their barber and said, get me the Peaky Blinders haircut. It is that shaved up to the sides, hard part in, that everyone for the past 10 years, every man that it went from gays to hipsters to now proto-fascist proud boys. <laughs> and, you know, it, everyone in the world has adopted this as their look at a certain point. And the hair is just you can't stop looking at the hair in the fashions you can't stop looking at killian murphy's eyes he has these blue 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 eyes that are absolutely unbelievable he's got these cheekbones he's so interesting and i say all of this because i didn't understand a damn thing that goes <laughs> on in the show because these thick irish brogues that they talk in i have no idea what anyone is sighing it is i that was my irish brogue attempt right there but i have i i have to watch it with subtitles i think i have to go back because they just whisper in the I just I have no idea what anyone so I was just fixated on the hair the clothes and, and Cillian's Killian's what about eyes. Killian's no, uh, nose I think his nose is uh, oh, just, just everything about him he is a magnetic performer and he plays mm. the the uh, the head of the family family who is just Machiavellian and the, his the way he rises to power and the way he sort of um every he's just he's evil and he's manipulating and he's just you you're never you never take your eyes off of him for a moment he's absolutely and i can't wait because they say that you know that it is going to be a showdown between leo for um, murders of the flower moon i think or the right they, they do say that oppenheimer is a work of extraordinary genius but also i, I have been seeing people who have seen barbie say honest to god that ryan gosling is going to be nominated that it is it, it is out of the park so i think we're going to have leo versus Opp ryan gosling versus killian murphy and i think killian is probably going to walk away with it mm. you've been following the barbie hammer meme <laughs> Barbin Hammer, yes. <laughs> it's so good. I well hopefully by this time next week we can all talk about Barbie. Yeah, that's what we have to talk about next week. Yes. I'm yeah. saying it tonight. But anyway, you guys, if you haven't watched Peaky Binders, and I and I sort of got, got from the blank faces from both of you that I have you not, haven't. No, I have I, not but, you, but you know, you've heard you've been a part yes. of you know Oh, it's acclaimed and people love it. And you know Yeah. And when I tell you that it is up there with any of the best prestige, uh, mm. you know, series you've seen in the last 10 years, it's up there with all of them. Well, uh, that's Peaky Blinders. Is that on Netflix? It's on Netflix, yeah. All right, right, okay. Um, we're going to take one more break. And I just got to tell you, Drag Race Philippines Season 2 premieres August 2nd. So this is definitely a Drag Race summer. And, of course, you can watch it on Wow Presents Plus Worldwide. And on that note, let's take a break. Um, when we come back, the number one thing that makes us go wow. You're listening to World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. All right, welcome back to the Wow Report. I'm Fenton here with James and Blake. We've been counting down the top 10 things of the week that made us go wow, which means we have reached 
number one. Number one. I don't know if you know this or not, but we tape <laughs> in advance for the show, so we don't know. A little it, bit in advance. Literally. A little bit in advance. <laughs> but it seems to me that there's going to be an indictment coming down for Trump over the January 6th insurrection. You mean uh, another, and, another indictment. Another right? indictment coming down the pipeline for him. And the rumblings are in the Trump camp. You can see the Republicans, uh, everyone is sort of, you know, rushing to, oh, the, the horror, the horror, the pearl clutching from the Republicans. And it's funny because it's, it's a, it's a drip, drip, drip that's happening with Trump. And I, I, don't know if I can get excited or not. We've been down this road so many times before, but it does sort of feel like the deluge is about uh, is almost upon us. And um, I I don't know just just what are your thoughts? I have a feeling, you know, uh, Trump's numbers are only going up with among his base. They mm-hmm. are, you know, everyone is defending, defending, defending. At what point do the rats jump off the sinking ship, or will they go down with it? I don't know, Fenton. What are your thoughts? Trump's survival ability has defied any kind of natural laws this far. And I, I, but I just, and I, like you, I so want his life to come to a cruel and horrible end, you know, (laughs) but it just doesn't seem to happen. I mean, good God, the guy's obese and totally unfit. He should have died of a thousand other things by now. And and the thing (laughs) is, we all know if he gets elected, if a Republican gets elected, yeah. it all goes away. Any yeah. Republican, even if it's not Trump, they make it go away. And so it, it, we are all hanging on a thread here, waiting to see what what will happen. And we know that the you know the the Mar-a-Lago case, the documents case, it's a Trump ju- judge. It's going to be a Trump jury. So I mean, we can't count anything out. No, what's going to happen? No, but I know. It, Blake, it, what do you think? I'm hoping, but I'm not going to get my hopes up. Yeah, right. yeah. It's it's a nail biter. It's a nail biter. But it's interesting how all of this I've never seen in history where everybody is just digging their heels in on in the, on the on the Republican side, saying we don't give a fuck how many indictments. It's actually making people say it was everyone's trying to get him. Poor Trump. Poor Trump. Yeah. Poor Trump. Is weird. I've never seen anything like it. Well, it, the only thing I think they have going for them is party unity. They have no right. ethics, no morals, no policy, no vision, no business being alive. I really, I really hope in my heart of hearts that Hunter Biden runs for for president in twenty twenty eight. That is my deepest, darkest hope, and that, that we just have uh, eight years. <laughs> of Hunter Biden smoking crack with hookers uh, <laughs> in the White House. That is my deepest, darkest wish for the, for the world. <laughs> well, Hunter, if you're listening, you know what you must do. Where <laughs> is Oprah in all this? It's like, come on, Oprah, run, run. Or Michelle Obama, yeah. Or The Rock. I'd vote for The Rock. <laughs> you would. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's all we have time for. So um, thank you so much for listening. And thank you, James and Blake. It's so lovely to see you both. Um, You can watch these shows on our YouTube channel where I present and get a lot of visual input or uh, just wait for the same time, same place next week. Until then, go out and do something that makes the world go. Wow. Wow.